Hello and welcome to India Career Center, the one-stop podcast for students, professionals, parents and guardians. In every episode, we will try to deal with the current topic that needs expert advice related to career, career guidance and career mentoring. Please welcome your host Dr. S.P. Mishra to the show and happy listening. Hello and welcome Mr. Gaurav Arora our guest today for the new episode. Gaurav is a health consulting professional with over 10 years of experience in the industry across government agencies big four consulting firm startup companies community hospitals and pharma companies he is currently working at pwc in the consulting firm he has worked across three continents asia europe and north america by profession he is a biomedical engineer and he has also done ms in international health management from uk He always wanted to be in the health care industry in any capacity. The motivation for health care management comes from his experience as an intern at Max Hospital New Delhi while he was doing engineering. There he experienced health care management firsthand and found it challenging and very impactful. His career is woven by three Ps persistence perseverance and paying forward an anecdote of his perseverance is narrated here to pursue his masters he initially applied for five university in the us and one canadian university he got into all of them and eventually decided to join the university of washington which was providing the best possible scholarship which is equivalent to 50% of tuition fee but as the fact would have it his f1 visa was refused twice and while the visa was getting refused for the first time he applied for two uk university as plan b he got into both again and eventually went to bradford university since then he has coached many students who had got admitted into the same university and in in fact few of them also got good scholarships this is his way of saying paying forward since the last 6 years he has been living in canada and as he says he has learnt a lot during this 6 years in canada and he is happy to share all his experiences about his canada life to our young aspiring students as well as professionals who are looking to migrate into canada welcome gaurav to the podcast oh, thank you so much uh, i really appreciate this opportunity uh, it's a pleasure to be here hopefully uh, i am able to you know uh, give some uh, tips or advice uh, you know from my story so my original destination was was never canada actually I'll, i'll start from way before so how i actually even started thinking about you know going abroad and trying it out so i come from lucknow uh, my father uh, owns a grocery departmental store uh, uh, it's it's a good business there everything is very comfortable and uh, just the nature uh, of the person that i am is i never uh, am able to remain in a comfortable state <laughs> for longer i want to challenge all the time so always been very mischievous uh, in during childhood so uh, I, i was I used to watch uh, as a child a lot of uh, you know discovery and national geographic channel i, I guess most of the students in the 90s uh, are some somewhat you know some some to a more larger extent some to a lesser extent you know inspired by that as far as career choices are concerned because that those days internet wasn't uh, as you know as uh, wide, widespread as it is today so those was uh, my you know access to the world you can say so yeah so that's how i actually started to you know know about that you know these countries are there you know 
we used to study in geography this is this is usa this is canada australia but what actually it is how it feels like because i had no relatives you know or you know anyone that was abroad at that time so i did not had any first hand experience uh so it seeing those things it, it started enticing me uh and then when i was so i i don't know it's it's currently i think it's always been in me that i wanted to be in healthcare without any uh, particular reason but then there was actually an unfortunate i would say actually a fortunate incident uh, i met with an accident where i, I think it was in grade 9 uh, I, i went to icu as a result uh, stayed there for about 3 days i still have a mark here from uh, from that uh, had a few stitches and for some reason that experience of staying there kind of uh, you know made me motivated i was in that time when you are in grade 9 grade 10 you start thinking or people start uh, you know pressurizing you or influence you in, in their own way that you, know, you should start thinking about the future what you're going to do uh, healthcare anyways i was thinking but that uh, particular incident uh, kind of you know made me you know that this is the career i want to be in i did not know what so i could be an engineer i could be a doctor nurse whatever uh scientist you know all those thoughts came across my mind so yeah then come you know the grade 10 uh grade 12 it, you know things like the competitive exams started coming in and i naturally realized that i'm very good at uh, you know technology and engineering became a choice uh i i i liked the biology aspect or the human physiology anatomy but i did not really like the longer run because being a doctor you have to you know put in 8 to 10 years at least uh, to become a really uh, you know starting entry level specialist in india uh, so i did not wanted to take that route i, I thought engineering is a good route and started uh, you know researching biomedical engineering was the closest uh, that i could choose and and that's what i chose and i did my engineering uh, from uh, uh, from jhansi uh, from the government Uh, college there uh, and 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 when i was doing my engineering uh, again up, up until now i did not think you know i have to go where which country but i had this thought in mind that you know if some time in my life i will eventually go abroad uh, yeah when i was doing engineering i started looking for uh, internships okay, it's part of the curriculum uh, i did two internships one was at max hospital which uh, you already covered in the uh introduction to that and and then there was another one but this one in particular uh my internship actually got over very early i had few few weeks left and uh, i during my time there uh, i i made you know good impression you can say on on the management and they said would you like to do work on an analytics project i said sure you know i have a month i am in delhi uh, let let me do it so that's when i started working very closely with the ceo there uh, and and eventually met the ceo also a few times and really saw the impact uh, you know they were able to make like being a doctor or a nurse or any clinical profession you're doing a great job but you are somehow limited to the impact that you make you know in the in your own scope but being a healthcare administrator you, you can make such a big impact if you're good at it and i found uh, being you know my father being a businessman i understand the business side of it and and also operation side of it i like i thought i had a good knack of it then i eventually started researching you know, how how can i become a healthcare administrator so talked to a few people ceo there and few other networking uh, helped me to decide that okay i want to do a masters uh, specializing in healthcare management and that's how i started looking up the options Uh, i knew uh, as i said i wanted to go abroad and and get that exposure so when you think abroad at least in, during my time us comes to mind uh, because again the national geographic or discovery channel i would say 90% of the content is united states based so i naturally chose those uh, uh, chose universities there as an option just did regular you know work as a student would do i started my own research which are the top universities uh, you know for for those particular program masters in healthcare administration uh, so i i shortlisted eventually a few universities prepared for my gmat uh, on my own 
so i did self study for that uh, i scored really good uh, in gmat and actually got into each and every university that i applied to uh, which made me more confident uh, but then eventually uh, i think the destiny had a different path uh, etched for me uh, my visa got refused there twice uh, so i applied initially it got refused then after a few weeks i applied again again refused and the thing with us is you go to a like a short interview in the us embassy in delhi they do a 30 second interview probably ask like three four questions but they don't give you an answer why are they refusing you so that was a bit disheartening but i already had a plan b uh, I, i knew uk was a bit easier to go uh, so i applied there i actually applied to canada as well university of toronto i got into it but because i was so focused on us and eventually went to the visa stage which eventually got refused the admissions uh, deadline was over for uh, university of toronto by then so i could not go to canada but uk there were a couple of universities that still had the deadline extended so i eventually went to university of bradford uh, yeah i did my masters there worked for a bit uh, unfortunately again as i said my story is a bit wavy uh, when i went that particular year uh, there was a visa called post study work permit so when you go for a master's degree you get two year work permit open work permit so you can work for an employer but that very year when i went there it was cramped so i could not uh, work there uh, so and and no one was able to sponsor so i, w- I wasn't able to find an employer who is who would be willing to sponsor me because there's a again a different uh, uh you know the algorithm there certain things need to be met so i came back to india worked uh, worked here for a few years but then that uh, you know that bug of <laughs> having that international exposure was still there and while i was in uk and while i was trying my best to stay in the uk or at least somewhere in europe uh, i i searched globally which are the countries i can move to which are the most immigration friendly so few came on the top canada uh, was one of them at the top, very top new zealand was the other and then denmark was the the third option so these three countries even now i think are uh, I, w- i would say at least from my personal opinion are the most immigration friendly country uh, and yeah and then eventually i i decided to go for uh, new zealand and canada uh, and canada got processed faster so I, I joined, I came to Canada. <laughs> okay, uh, so quite interesting because uh, you chose two different locations which are like diametrically opposite in two <laughs> yeah. different poles, one North Pole, one South Pole. And that's yes. primarily because of the ease of, of getting the visa processed? Yes, ease of getting to permanent residency. So uh, for, a, you know, for, for working or even Australia, Singapore, uh middle east like uae uh, and also a couple of countries in south america also were easier relatively but towards the path of permanent residency i found uh, uh, canada and new zealand at the time at least uh, were most uh, promising okay that's interesting yeah so uh, now that we have learned little bit about your personal journey i think one i must mention here that the uh, process you went through yourself in terms of uh, deciding which way to go is something which is uh, unfortunately probably at that point of time the career counseling or mentoring was not so prevalent uh, at that point of time even today i guess it is still yes. not very prevalent Yeah. uh but here i would like to actually mention to the listeners today that uh, uh do not take a route of chance i mean gorov has been very fortunate very very strong willed person which is why i think he could manage to you know get his way through and get his destination uh, finally but uh, there are scientific methods to really choose a career uh, which yeah. a a certified career mentor can actually help and uh, i can do that for you so any one of our listeners wanting to you know 
take the service of trying to know about the future options which are available for children can connect with us so that we can help you with the right direction and uh, then the next steps uh, can be really chosen those are much easier choosing the career choosing the course to take up and things like that Th- those are much easier to choose yeah i would uh, i would agree 100% uh, i actually should have mentioned that. so most of the 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 journey that i have taken had a lot of you know a lot of effort of myself so mm-hmm. self study self research but i did actually uh, took a service of a career counselor uh, when i was working in, in delhi uh, in gurgaon i mean uh, so i i went to a career counselor uh, came to know from a, uh, from a friend common friend and although you know since i was working and i already did the masters and i was actually just looking for immigration uh, but I, what i found is if i would have met a career counselor earlier as you mentioned grade 9 grade 10 is a crucial foundational years uh, maybe the path i'm not complaining i'm very happy with, with the path that i've taken uh, each refusal also is a learning uh, but i i think uh, the path would have been different and for the good uh, so definitely uh, there there, are, there is a value there and i i would recommend that, you know if i would have known you at that time i would have probably reached out okay we take a short break and then we join back again to the break okay welcome back uh, listeners so so we are in conversation with uh, gaurav arora who is a healthcare uh, professional and he has uh, a lot of uh, story to share with us uh, about his canada life so our next uh, part of the conversation is to discuss about various aspects of canada uh, so i would like to start uh, gaurav with the first uh, one uh, why destination canada i mean uh, of course you had your own personal reasons uh as you mentioned in the earlier part of the conversation about uh choosing canada as well as uh, new zealand and you finally yeah. chose to uh take up canada because the processing happened faster uh, but if yeah. somebody who is considering uh, you know to either to go and study higher education or to migrate because i know that uh, canada and now also australia and new zealand have opened up uh, though in terms of pr process uh, probably only the canada is still a big destination australia of course is also a good option so if you can tell little deeper uh, about uh, the option canada and why destination canada which uh, one can expect uh, from canada as a destination sure uh as you mentioned uh, you know i had my own reasons but i think that reason could be uh, shared with with many other aspirants so the number one reason i would say uh, why people choose canada and have chosen in the past and hopefully will continue to choose if the policies don't change drastically is the ease of immigration and i believe for the most part for the majority of the uh, population not just in india but across the world uh, who is english speaking uh, at least uh, there is i don't think so there is any other country with a relatively straightforward process that to get a permanent residency before even landing on landing your foot on the soil so this is uh, i believe the biggest usp at least if you ask me uh, that you can become a permanent resident of canada without even coming here provided you meet certain uh, you know conditions which are very well laid out and because canada is such a huge country uh, even if let's say there are so just just 30 second uh, overview of the whole uh, immigration uh, you know pr process so canada has a federal process and then a provincial level process so uh, the the federal level process uh, very popular name express entry uh, so it has some you know weighted system based on your education your experience where did you get your experience and education vice versa and your english or french skills uh, and depending on that if you meet the cut off you get invitation and, and then eventually uh, you can apply and become pr 
but if you don't meet that particular uh, you know uh, weightage system each province has their own uh, set of metrics that they are looking uh, for you know if if a certain province is currently having a shortage of certain skilled professionals they may give you more weightage if, regardless let's say if your english speaking skills are not you know that high or your education systems are not enough uh, education background is not enough to meet the federal program you can go through the provincial program so it is by far the most uh, accessible and very well laid out and very swift also uh, process yeah, across the across the world so that is for me the number one reason why people choose and because it has been this way for i would say last uh, one to two decades at least there has been a lot of indians uh, already in india already in canada so which brings me to the number two point is the familiarity uh, you don't feel that you are very far away from india although you are you know time wise distance wise uh, any major uh, metropolitan hub in canada so let's start from the west to vancouver then if you go to calgary edmonton and alberta winnipeg saskatoon and uh, greater toronto area where i am currently even montreal which is in quebec a french speaking province and, and you can just keep going on halifax and st john you will find enough indian community everywhere so there is no problem of you know uh, daily getting groceries for example and if you feel homesick you can go to a gurudwara or temple masjid uh, church uh, indian based churches are also there and uh, jain temple buddhist so you are that uh, uh, connection spiritual connection religious connection is also taken care of and then networking becomes that much easier so you know if you go on linkedin you let's say i'm from lucknow uh, probably i don't know if we'll talk about it or not in later but uh, you know when i came here how did i do networking so i started looking at linkedin who was from lucknow who have been where i have been you know in uk from the same university or from india uh, is anyone probably who has worked in the same organization that i have worked before so that's how i try to create connections and in canada it's very easy you will find someone on the other uh, and actually more than one people will find a larger group so it is very easy to gel here and and settle in so that i would say uh, the number two reason and uh, the third reason is just the country is very if if you follow global news or global affairs uh, canada is the flag bearer of human rights you know freedom uh, uh, legal system law and order uh just so much transparency here uh, i think that that also is a very important point so when you are here you are no different or you know less or more than a let's say canadian citizen or who have been you know third or fourth generation uh, immigrant here so because yeah, talking about that uh, yeah there's just a statistic here at less than 2% population of canada is actually original canadians if you want to call them or you know the native canadians so 98% have come from you know either they have come now or 100 years ago but they are not originally from this land so that that brings me to the fourth point is just the work culture so yes each country and each province and even if in india if you work in the north versus south versus you know west uh, there is certain differences in work culture here you will not find as much of a difference so if you're working in toronto area versus a smaller town versus vancouver uh, the work culture is very similar because you know the mix is similar so there's no one uh, particular group that is you can say you know it has a majority so everyone is coming from somewhere else there's no accent so if you go to for example england you have the english accent you know and and you sometimes feel a bit you know less comfortable or less confident when you initially visit the country uh, but in canada you feel like everyone has their own accent so the, just that freedom and confidence uh, that comes with that freedom and with that diversity uh, i think that makes even more uh, you know worthwhile to be in canada and i have been in uk so i have something to compare against as well UK is a great destination as well. 
now i believe because after brexit they need more skilled people so their immigration also is getting a bit more lenient so another great destination to be there but i can compare uh, you know canada from uk uh, always any day canada would be preferred from uk just because of the reasons i mentioned but having said that you know if someone you know, wants to go to uk very you know very old system uh, i mean old meaning historic system and historic universities uh, there is uh, you know value culture there as well and you get you know, although there is a brexit so uk is not part of eu but you still have access to the europe so the market is is, is big there as well uh, but overall i would say uh, majority of the people would choose canada over uk just because of the reasons i mentioned fantastic the system so what you said uh, there is a federal system and there is a pro- provincial system and yes. those informations are easily available i mean they do you have to really go to a certified uh, agency uh, to really process uh, the applications or somebody uh, can actually do it directly and 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 look at the relevant data which you i guess you can share with me so that i can put it on the show note uh, so that uh, the aspiring young people from india can actually access those information directly and of course they can still go to a certified agency uh, to take the services but i guess if they have a right information which is available then it becomes easier for them to really go about it yeah sure uh- I'll start with saying first of all uh, how I I chose uh, so how I decided which way I want to go I'll be the professional or not so I actually probably have met uh, all the major uh, immigration consultancies the big ones in in, in Delhi area uh, but then after meeting uh, them all I I said okay if I have time and, and just because of being a son of a you know a business owner uh that there, there has been a culture in my family and you know by my father also does it you, if you can do something just do it yourself uh, it just gives you that extra level of confidence uh so that's what i did i, I did my research went through all you know talk to all the agents and immigration uh, consultancies no harm there uh but then eventually i decided that it is just a matter of due diligence and and you need to have time to gather all the uh, documentations that are required so i did it myself and if i did it myself anyone else can do it as well it's just a matter of researching it and and having that time to diligently complete everything so how to do that uh, canada so the the agency in the government agency that is responsible for immigration is called ircc uh so if you google ircc canada uh you would get their very nicely laid website you click on visit or immigrate so they they have like these thumbnails on their website so if you click on immigrate they will say okay which kind of immigration are you spouse uh, uh immigration sponsorship required for parents uh, are you a economic uh, they call it economic uh, immigrant meaning students or uh, you know people who want to be a pr or apply for work permit and then eventually you have their stud- study uh, permit applications available there as well so very very uh, detailed and highly recommended to go there regardless if you, even if you are going with a professional but having said that i understand a lot of people may not have the time uh, to do that or may not feel confident enough uh, you know to that you know this just sometimes it, it's a big decision and people want to have it done through a professional's hand so no harm there uh, just i would say uh, whenever you choose a immigration agent uh, just uh, make sure that the authenticity of the individual of the organization and even that you can actually again that is an ircc uh, you can go there you can search for a list of immigration agents so each immigration agent i'm going a bit detailed but i think yeah, it's yeah. important yeah yeah uh, each immigration Uh, agent has a registration number and you can search that registration number in that directory on on the ircc website if if you find that that agent is active uh, go ahead uh, you know uh, you, you are safe there because if 
if a person who is actively is active and is registered does something that is you know not called for or is is not legal you, you can actually have you, you have the channel basically to complain and that can affect, impact their licensing and registration so just because of this system in place you are much more likely uh, to not be you know frauded or you know things like that you will get the genuine service so i would say do this for sure if you are choosing a professional so what do you suggest uh, the agencies which are working in india they are the ones to be relied upon or you would suggest that somebody based in canada would be a better choice because uh, they are right there and they uh, can do a more efficient uh, job uh, so there are two things here so one is just the application process itself so as i said if you have done your due diligence you know that the, you know that the agent is genuinely registered and active if it if the person is in india or in canada or anywhere else doesn't really matter uh, because most of the application process is electronic so there is no asset added advantage of a person being in canada applying for you uh, however uh, you will see most of these uh, if i can call it packages Uh, most of these application packages also include things like uh, helping you settle in the country or uh, you know initial accommodation uh, things like that so if you are going for a let's say all inclusive package where basically someone is doing the application for you once the application is successful they'll do let's say ticketing for you once you land at the airport someone is there to pick you up and at least you know give your your temporary accommodation and you know let you know how to roam around basically you know how the transit system works basically make you comfortable uh, just like you when you join a job there is onboarding uh, training happening just to make sure you are you know aware of the system so it's similar to that you know if if you are taking an all inclusive package i would recommend go with the person who is actually in canada because it, it is just so much obvious you have a number you can reach out to you have a place you know you can go to that uh you know office or address uh there is much more uh, i would say reliability there uh because even i'm not saying don't go with the indian it's just it's it's a secondary hassle so you are dealing with a person who is dealing with another person in canada so there is you know the middle uh, layer and why if if you can directly deal with a person who is in canada why not do that yeah i think uh, this is absolutely making sense so Uh, so i think we covered quite a bit uh, ground on this uh, so uh, next would be one uh, once uh, you have decided about obviously the destination decided the the agency to approach has been decided and uh, what what next and uh, before that uh, let's look at uh, from the point of view of, uh, of two sets of uh, people who would be interested uh, to really go to canada one set of people who are professionals who are working in india and they would be interested to apply for the pr process and obviously the other set of people would be the young people who are probably just completed their 12th or have completed their graduation and looking for the next level of education uh, so to talk about the first set of people who are wanting to apply for the pr process uh what are the basic things which they should be aware of for example is there any age limit to talk about and things like that what are the basic things which one should do a self uh, diligent test before really going ahead no great question so i'll start with this again uh, i'll refer to my previous uh, answer uh regardless of the route you're taking just go to the ircc website and and do your research so you mentioned age that is definitely one of the factors so there is a certain weightage of points that you get when you apply for a you know express entry uh, or a federal you know, immigration program so there is points for age uh, generally the younger you are you get more points and, and as you age uh, you get lesser points uh, it's just how the system is designed there is so i just want to clear there is no ageism in canada uh, uh so i have seen people 
uh, just just giving a quick example, I've seen people who have come here like mid 40s. They have done, let's say, banking in India, uh, and then for whatever reason, they have decided to join the forces or you know police, uh, policing or you know for being a fire person, fireman. Absolutely possible. So there is nothing stopping age, you know, ethnicity, your educational background. Nothing stops you to really do anything in Canada, and that's also one of the thing here. And you, you basically, you can start your life, you know, all over again. And just because income inequality uh, is, I mean, income inequality is there in Canada, but I would say much lesser uh, in India if you compare professions by professions. So generally, uh, it, it's it's very uh, comfortable from an economic barrier perspective that you can really choose whatever you want to do. So I want to mention that, but coming back to the original uh, answer. So yeah, so there is a point for age, uh, there is point for education, uh, there's point for work experience. So if you have done education, let's say in Canada before, maybe you're working for a consultancy firm like uh, PwC, I work for, they sometimes send you to you know, overseas to, to do an assignment. If you have done, let's say, a year in Canada, you get extra bonus points for that. If, let's say, you were in an MBA or, you know, bachelor's program, which had an exchange, uh, you know, program that you spend one year or two years in Canada and then you have a, like a dual degree. So you have a degree from Canada and you have a degree from India or wherever, you get extra points for that because you have some education in Canada. And then you obviously English or French or both, if you know, uh, has some, some weightage for it. So, so yeah, these, all these things in a very sophisticated, complicated, uh, and very detailed uh, way, you will find, uh, it, it is on, on the IRCC website. It's like a questionnaire. You just start filling the details and it, it, at the end, it will give you the score. Let's say you get a 450 score. Uh, and then you can go on. Again, on the same website, uh, you can see what was the cutoff of the last draw. So let's say the last draw was 440. You know, so, so you see, okay, well, I'm very comfortable. I get 450. So I should very likely qualify for permanent residency. So, so that's like a very detailed, you know, way to, to, to check. Uh, and, and I would highly recommend if you're thinking of doing that to do that. But then there is more to that. So you qualify for PR, but you really need to research uh, whether going to Canada is a good decision for you based on your, you know, where you are in your life. So let's say uh, if you have kids, you know, uh, that that changes the situation. If you are at a certain point in your career where you are doing very well, or, you know, you're uh, very happy with, with the career trajectory, you, you might want to think really hard because if you're going to any country, Canada or anywhere else, uh, it is a harsh reality that, you know, you would have to start uh, for the majority of the cases. I would say if you leave apart the technical jobs, very highly technical jobs, for the other majority of the jobs, you would have to start at a bit lower level than you were in India. So are you ready to take that compromise, to make that compromise? And again, the journey to where you are in Canada, where you are in India and to reach there in Canada could take you very long as well. So you really need to ask these questions. And then finally, I would say just search your profession as well. So for example, if you are a very high profile banking manager in India, let's say your area sales manager or international manager earning decent amount of money, uh, very stable in your career that job may actually not even exist you know because the banking structure or how the uh, jobs are divided here could be very different so maybe that role isn't really helpful and 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 you know those kind of roles are you you get there because of certain experience and exposure to the you know local market which basically don't have any when you come to canada regardless of how much other experience so you have to start very low so maybe you might want to think, rethink your uh, choice. And uh, just one another thing here is if you are in a regulated profession, so let's say if you're a teacher or if you're a nurse, uh, it becomes even more harder because you have to come here. Uh, you you would be able to come here. You know, the PR process uh, is one thing. You would be able to get the PR. But 
to get a job in your field you'll have to then undergo through additional licensing which could be very difficult for you could be easy for you again depends on case to case but it definitely takes a lot of thinking uh, to to even decide to come here so it's just much more than the application itself okay so what i could gather is that uh, you know getting the pr is one part getting a job is another part and rebuilding your career is something which is associated with that so yes. which means that if uh, so let's say somebody is in the age category of 42 45 47 and he's he or she is in a, in a in a job right now in india and wanting to go through the process of applying for the pr what kind of uh, you know backup in terms of finance one should be ready with because going to a new country of course you will have to spend money for the pr process for the travel for the initial settlement and things like that plus uh, by the time you probably get it to your uh, job in canada you will have to factor those time as well as the expenses so i know it cannot be a thumb rule but can there be a broad idea about what kind of money one should be prepared to keep aside while starting the process of this uh, pr a great question uh, i have actually uh, been asked this a lot of times because you know i have held that quite a few people get pr and also send students as well uh, there is a website i would like to mention and you can share it it's called numbio n u m b e o it 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 is a global uh, you know database of each and every major city across the across the world and you will get very very detailed expenses there you know even things like how much is a liter of milk cost how much is a tray of egg cost how much one bedroom uh, you know apartment cost in the city center versus a little bit outside of the city center so very very detailed i would highly recommend to do that uh, i have seen it is i would say plus minus 5% variance but it is very very accurate and it's updated quite frequently so that's one thing you should do but as a ballpark uh, you should at least uh, plan for about a year worth of expenses uh, that's recommended if not then at the very very minimum uh 6 month uh, is is a must uh because when you come to a new country uh you know, yes i said you know, there are a lot of indians here you would you make a social network very easily but still you want there are so much that needs to be done you need to get a driver license you get a health card and there's so much administrative work that needs to be done that your 2 to 3 months will go you won't even realize they are gone but your expenses start as soon as you land here so 6 months is a very very bare minimum but recommended at least 12 months of expenses uh, again expenses canada is a very big country so if you're living in a metropolitan like toronto vancouver your cost can be very much different for let's say if you're living in in sydney nova scotia so it could be different but i can tell you if if i don't know if it help but i can tell you from uh, from the toronto area if you're living anywhere in in the gta as it's called uh, for for a family because you ask for people most likely there'll be a couple maybe a kid uh, for a family of you know 3 2 to 4 i would say uh, you should at least have i would say around 3 to 4000 per month uh, uh, of expenses. canadian dollars 3 to 4000 canadian dollars so roughly as a safe bet you should take about 45 to 50000 dollars uh, in in account uh, for for to covering you know to cover almost about a year worth so that's highly uh, recommended yeah i think that is uh, yeah that's very well said i think i will share also the website you mentioned about i think uh, that could be very very important uh, to share with our listeners and uh, also i think uh, when when somebody wanting to you know go to a country like canada or any other country for that matter uh, what what is very clear nowadays is that uh, the these countries are obviously looking at skill gap so for example i think australia declared about uh, you know as soon as they opened the borders they also declared that 
the students immigrants should be, i mean the especially the student will be allowed to work for a longer period uh, compared to 20 hours uh, per week which is normally allowed uh, so okay. like that uh, for canada what is the skill gap which is available is there any kind of website detail which is there where it is published or is there any other public domain where these information is available so that our listeners can actually do the research about what is the skill gap and whether their profiles can fit in in those skill gaps yeah so can uh, very very good question and uh, globally uh, yeah just just to the uh, listeners if i'm pretty sure you must have come across the word like great resignation uh, you know uh, aging workforce these these keywords have been uh, trending yeah uh, in the last year or so and and they reflect the true reality and i have been in healthcare uh, because you know last two years healthcare probably would be the most uh, i would say active industry in terms of involvement so a lot of projects going on on digitizing healthcare and uh, shortage of human resources in healthcare and how things are done so so this so healthcare is definitely very active but uh, i would say every every industry as we knew before covid has changed somewhat or the other way uh, but to 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 check uh, the gaps uh, there is again another website uh, it's called government of canada job bank so if you search that uh there is a website that you'll find and each and every job in canada that is published so that is not filled over the same internal referral would be there so regardless of where the employer puts so if they put the job on linkedin uh, there is a very good website here again i would say indeed.com is uh, is very popular and probably the best source for recruiters to recruit and and advertise jobs so indeed.com uh, you should check it out but regardless of which job portal the job was published you will find that in in the government of canada job bank because they it's kind of an amalgamator of all uh, websites uh, and they also publish from time to time articles on you know uh, where the job shortages are the other important uh, uh, source i would mention is if you go on any particular province so let's say if you go on ontario's uh, if you want to look at let's say if you are targeting ontario and you want to see which uh, skills uh, are in demand in ontario which where there is a gap uh, you search for you know that particular province and, and write provincial nominee program so ontario provincial nominee program and uh, there you find a basically a web link and at this point i have checked each and every province in canada has a specific uh, you know immigration program or nomination program for for a certain you know skills where which is in demand or which there is a gap for so it's some call it human capital priority stream some say skill gap stream there could be different name but if you check any so just type any province so let's in nova scotia provincial nominee program uh, open the link and you'll find uh, skills in demand there so but overall i can mention healthcare is definitely very uh, high demand so any any profession really in healthcare so uh, any clinical profession so clinic uh, nurse doctor physiotherapist you know anything uh, even administrator consultants uh, everything basically is in demand in healthcare just because i did an article uh, uh, you know I, i work for a consulting firm so we do uh, this kind of work a lot so it just to give one statistic so you can imagine so 11% of nursing population in canada is either at retirement age or over retirement age okay oh, and uh, so so you can imagine if that 11% just goes go out today how much of a mess uh, the healthcare system will be and this is i mean even despite of that where we should be from if we compare you know bed to nurse ratio uh, we are 30% below that so 30% that 10% even that form so you're looking at about 60 to 70% of what we actually should have so huge demand there so even for the students if you're thinking of coming in healthcare 
just just come and just choose any profession you are passionate about and you'll do good uh, the other important uh, industry is tech and indians are really generally good in it and engineering uh, i would also recommend here is if you can specialize yourself rather than be a general you know developer or a networking engineer if you go on one step further and you know if you are a developer let's say specialize in java or specialize in python if you are a reporting you know in analytics just just specialize and there is a huge huge shortage here uh, as well and, and and in some cases because my wife is actually a recruiter in it uh, we we are so so struggling that we have actually you know just hired directly from people in india that they, they were even not looking to come to canada so such is the demand so if you are skilled enough your recruiters will come to you so it's it's situation is that dire in tech skills fantastic i think this is uh, uh, for all all our young listeners uh, and also people who want to really apply for the pr i think for all of them it is so important I, and i will be obviously sharing the details on this so note uh, so that each and every information which gorav is actually so generously sharing with us can be so useful to all of you and uh, i'm sure it would be great help for all of you now coming to the uh, last question in fact uh, you know few days back i was reading a news article about you know canada immigration process now again um, targeting about i believe around 4 lakh immigrants uh, every year starting from to 2022 so that's a great news but at the same time i also see because we are dealing with overseas education ourselves and we see that uh, the process of uh, admission is getting faster but the process of getting the visa uh, is getting longer so could you explain uh, uh, two diametrically opposite uh, issues i mean one is the current situation is that the the visa process is getting delayed for whatever reason at the same time the canadian government is aggressively now talking about uh, inviting about 4 4 and 1/2 lakh immigrants every year for next 3 years starting from 2022 uh, which is quite positive so what exactly is happening on the ground so uh, you're right absolutely uh, so the three year plan is to actually bring in about 1.3 million uh, applications so four and a half lakh as you mentioned uh, per year uh, as an average uh, this four and a half lakh actually includes a lot of different categories some would be students some would be permanent residents some would be spousal uh, sponsorships parental sponsorship and then refugees as well uh, but still regardless of a huge number so for for most listeners i think uh, just to give a idea of uh, uh, of how big this number is so brampton as uh, most people are aware that is is considered like a mini india in canada uh, has a population of around uh, 600000 uh, so 6 lakh people so and it's a major city it's you know, one of the top 10 cities in canada so imagine 4 and 1/2 lakh people coming yeah, into canada every year so basically almost equivalent to one city uh, you know coming so so it's a huge so just to put you know numbers in a reference uh, so it's a huge huge uh, target uh, for immigration and just because you know the reason that we shared is so much demand of skills uh, that this number will always uh, at least in the near future will keep going up uh but to answer your question is why so i answered like why we are why the government is keen on bringing so many people in uh but the process is getting delayed just because there is so much of a backlog so if you if you uh, search online you find articles that say you know 1.8 million applications uh, immigration applications are currently you know under process uh and the system is just not designed to handle that kind of a backlog and the backlog happened really because of covid and uh, i would say uh, I, i was just uh, uh, i think last week or the week before that 
the immigration minister here uh, Sean Fraser he he mentioned that there has been additional you know funding allocation and human resource allocation uh, to to clear this backlog and hopefully by the end of this year uh, we should see you know pre pandemic uh, uh, timelines again but yeah this this will still be at least for the next few months will keep yeah you know going to be an issue uh, for long but what they are doing is they are targeting uh, you know specific visa program so student immigration definitely from a country's economy perspective as well and just because a student has a deadline you know the start classes start on a certain day so you have to have the visa beforehand so just because of those reasons they try their level best to at least get the student visa done at the fastest rate possible based, uh, based on the current resources the other you know the super visa for parents or digital visas they uh, tend to suffer so i can give my example my citizenship application is now in the third year uh, earlier the timeline was around 12 months uh, was around 12 months so so they are targeting so hopefully the new you know economic immigrants you know people who are applying for pr or the students who are going they should uh, start seeing the impact now so effect now so the processing would, would eventually just keep going faster and faster but oh, that's very good news i think uh, so for our listeners who have applied uh, for student visa uh, i think they or are planning to you know to really apply for student visa that's very good news so so you uh, you feel that maybe in few months time things would be much better in terms of much uh, the processing time that's very good yes i think we covered a lot of ground today gorov and uh, uh, thank you for sharing all those uh, important personal uh, information and your own journey about uh, the whole process uh, i will be obviously sharing all those uh, Uh, specific information which you mentioned about the websites and other information which you shared uh, also i would suggest if uh, if you want to recommend any specific agencies based out of canada who can help our aspiring uh, children and uh, young people to apply uh, we can share those information as well on this show note so that people can take uh, the services if they want to of course they should actually explore everything as rightly mentioned gorov did for himself uh, before really getting into any particular uh, agency to do their services uh, i think uh, we have come to the end of this episode uh, uh, we will catch gorov again to talk in detail about the healthcare industry i think that's uh, not just for canada but i think for across the world healthcare industry is going to be uh, the topmost growth area and uh, gorov with his experience uh, as an administrator as a consultant has lot to share again and uh, we will definitely reconnect gorov with you for another episode which is going to be also very very uh, good for our listeners for from the point of view of choosing the right career and uh, of course some of them could also land up in canada so it was absolutely nice talking to you gorov and uh, taking all those uh, learnings from you uh, i have learned a lot about the whole process and i'm sure all our listeners will really benefit out of uh, this conversation and uh, keep coming back to you wherever they need any support i guess i can share uh, your email id and things like that if somebody wants to write in and take your help uh, in the process thank you so much uh, uh, to join us oh it was a pleasure uh, for me as well uh, and and i hope this platform is able to help uh, at least a few people uh, and and then they can spread it uh, across the network as well so i have, as i mentioned i have been doing this you know pro bono kind of a consulting you know to help people get through the immigration process or students so it's is really a, a privilege for me as well to speak here so yeah i look forward to to speaking on healthcare as well uh, it, it's something very close to my heart as well not just because i'm working in it but just because of you know, for the listeners who will be listening the whole podcast just the back story of it so it's something i'm very passionate about always have been 
so yeah, if anyone wants to uh, get in touch with me, uh, I would I would actually give you my LinkedIn uh, as well. So I think that's the best way because email sometimes uh, they they just too too many because I am actually also a, a professor and teaching healthcare and operations management as well uh, in in, col- in a college. So yeah, it just emails tend to be too much. So but LinkedIn is something I'm very uh, much on. So please uh, reach out to me, follow me there, connect with me. Uh, I, I try to respond uh, pretty quickly there and uh, will do my best. Thank you so much, Gaurav. And it was absolute pleasure to talk to you today. And uh, and uh, listeners, I'm sure you'll uh, benefit from this conversation. And if uh, you feel that uh, you need to know a little more about any specific subject with respect to Canadian process of uh, PR, uh, or, uh, you know, student visa processing, uh, please do let us know. We will try to do another series of uh, discussion with uh, Gaurav where we can specifically deep dive into those subjects and help you in the process. Thank you so much for investing Thank your you. time. Thank you. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We sincerely wish you could take something from our conversation today and be able to apply it to your life in a positive way. We value your feedback. This can help us improve our future episodes. So share your thoughts to serve you better. If you want us to focus on a topic which you think is of importance, let us know. We will share our expertise in future episodes. So. See you soon with a new topic and help you in your career journey.